0: Hello, and welcome back to Skeptics and Seekers, our uh, second episode of the second season here. And uh, t- I'm Dale, representing the Christian or Seeker side. And, and, and the is that it? Not in the correct no, side? Or... Okay. Um, no, David no, the Skeptic. I, Where... I
1: think
0: You're in my now. All right, very good. Um, so, so, yeah, this is my week. Pick a topic, and um, I have to apologize to the audience. I, I was very busy this week, so I got a little bit lazy, and I recycled uh, a blog that never got posted. Um, I actually wrote this. This was the second blog I ever wrote for Skeptics and Seekers, um, and it's. I titled it uh, Christ, uh Christian Hate Speech" uh, or "Christian Doctrine." Is it hate speech or is it tough love? So. Uh, yeah, I just want to apologize to the audience that um, we're having a change of topics. It's not uh, the topic that I advertised last week. I will get to that eventually some point down the road. Um, but yeah, this week is on uh, Christian hate speech. Um, so, obviously, this topic with uh, Christian doctrines, there are many offensive doctrines, uh, things that atheists will label hate speech. Uh, so, things like, you know, preaching... you. David is damned. He's going to hell unless he repents and and uh, believes the essential doctrines of Christianity. Um, uh, what a, homosexuality is a sin? That's very offensive, very anti-PC in this day and age. Um, so the the question we're asking is: are, are these types of doctrines actual hate speech? And my main thing is: um, So so this week, just so you know. Um, Neither of us, uh, me and David, talked about this, and uh, we agreed. Actually, not for illustrative purposes. None of us are going to make an official claim this week, so none of us have the burden of proof. These are just uh, statements of belief or opinion. We're going to be stating what we believe and, and clashing and going at each other on that level. Um, so, so yeah, my my uh, statement of belief or opinion on Christian uh, hate, whether Christian doctrine is hate speech or not, is basically i think that hate speech from an ethical or moral standpoint has to entail that there is the motivation of actual hatred uh towards that person or a group of persons or whatever uh in order to be called hate speech um christian doctrines can be offensive but that doesn't make them hateful if they're motivated by love they could actually be loving offensive doctrines could be an example of tough love when i'm uh, telling David I'm trying to save his soul I'm, I'm using a scare tactic that's fine you're allowed because it, it's the same way a doctor You know they, we use scare tactics and tell people if you smoke cigarettes that's going to be bad for you you'll get lung cancer you'll get uh, all these problems uh, breathing and that sort of thing and there's nothing wrong with using scare tactics if it's actually true and there's a motivation of love you're trying to help the other person it, it's not out of hatred towards them or used as a, a disrespectful threat like you know go to hell or something like that um yeah i, I that's my fundamental conviction And it uh, since we're just doing statements of beliefs uh, even on a societal level um i think it's better if if we restrain our use of the word hate speech and be much more careful with our our use or of, of labeling anything that we disagree with as being hate speech or anything that simply offends us as being hate speech. Um, I think if we made a, a, different, a difference there, it would actually improve a lot of the problems that we have going on in our culture where, you know, someone like Bernie Sanders was interviewing some guy for a, for a government job and he pulls out his statements as a Christian uh, about homosexuality being a sin uh, and then he says, I would never hire someone as hateful as you. Um, as a result of the, get out of here. That's not hate speech. How dare you? That, he's the one being discriminatory and bigoted at that point. I mean, this, this is our doctrinal beliefs where we have what we believe is divine revelation from God giving us the truth. And we're just trying to help people. God doesn't give arbitrary commands. His commands and teachings are for our benefit. So Christians believe they are being loving in, in spreading these doctrines. Um, yeah, that, that's really it for my opening speech. This is going to be a short, a short show. Um, but from my blog, I think that's that's it that I wanted to get across. So I'll yeah, I'll turn it over to David for the for the counter.
1: Okay. Um, by the way, uh, I hope everyone appreciates
2: the audio improvements this week. Or I'm really sorry that we weren't able
1: to implement the audio improvements this week. Uh, We're trying, (laughs) find something. I don't know if we will be able to actually get it done. So, at the time we're recording this, Um, so it will either have improved from last week or it will not have, and I don't know which is going to be the case right now. But at any rate, thank you for um, long suffering with us uh, for a few more weeks. We we know about the issues, just not able to do anything about it right now. Uh, But. Uh, it's it's not out of uh, being unaware uh, or unconcerned.
0: Well, well so, f- for that, Drew Lyle, at, at least appreciate, look, we're, we're trying to do something here. And Well, in the meantime, with the few weeks where David's out of commission, we're, we're at least trying to do something to improve it for you here. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, um, and, you know, we, we want you guys to have a, a show, you know, so you can have something to walk your dog to. That is not a euphemism. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, hate speech. Um, should I, should I try her, Dave?
2: Um, I'm, sure, yeah. I'm,
1: so, I, uh, I think I'd like to probe a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, before I, before I launch a full-on rebuttal. So, uh, One of the questions that comes to mind after reading your blog and uh, just hearing you recap it, uh, do you believe that there is any doctrine that a person, let's take it beyond Christianity, any person who is motivated by religion could hold practice and repeat to someone else that would qualify as hate speech?
0: Any doctrine? Um, So no, I I think that it's a necessary criterion that there has to be um, the hatred as the underlying motivation in order to be hate speech. Now, I'm not saying that doctrines can't be immoral in some other way, or discriminatory. um,
1: But in in your opinion, nothing in as long as it's uh, based in someone's religious belief, could
0: qualify as hate speech. Is that correct? Yeah, that that's correct. Um, e- even if uh, so, so Mormons—they have uh, in their—they deny it now, but in their original doctrines, going back to your criterion for orthodoxy, if we go by that, um, they had racist uh, yeah, doctrines it's actually
1: orthodox. <laughs> with the Mormons,
2: so, uh,
0: I, I I agree with like, yes. you. But I I actually do agree with you um, on that front. But not just because it's original, but um, right. So so there are clearly those doctrines are clearly immoral. They are racist. They are discriminatory, and they're in error. They're false. It's not true what they say about black people. Um, however, I wouldn't necessarily if if I was advancing that today i sincerely believe that was true and i was just saying look david you've got the mark of cain on you you're cursed or something like that if i'm saying that without the underlying motivation of hatred towards you um the the doctrine itself isn't hateful so so yeah i I would deny that um doctrines are hateful There doesn't there does need to be an accompanying motivation of hatred for it to be consider hate speech on an ethical or moral level. So this is why uh, discussing hate speech and using that term is just rendered useless. Because there's there's simply nothing that a person could do
1: or say where both sides would agree, well, that's hate speech. Um, Because the the religious person seems to have this shield of, uh, well, it's not hate when I say it because I actually believe it, um, you know, whereas when you say it, uh, you know, you, you know, you're just hateful and there's, there's simply no way to judge, you know, there's no way for me to judge your motive. I can only
2: judge the words that you say and their effect. And if we're limiting hate speech to having to know the exact condition of
1: a person's heart at the time. Then it's it's not possible. I don't think that's actually the legal standard, and Correct. I I yeah, do think that not.
0: Christians are carving out a a special um, uh, a exemption for themselves. Okay, are you still being secret? Eh? Like, was that a question for me or? uh yes
1: let's think
0: of that as a secret day question okay um so so i i agree and i disagree with what you just said so i i agree 100 percent. there are impracticalities um with regard like obviously from in a christian context it's not a problem god knows the secrets of everyone's heart he'll be able to be a just judge now on a practical level yeah the the law has to look uh, at the content and the semantics on a, on a purely practical level and they have their own definition of quote-unquote hate speech. Um, personally, I, th- I think it would be better to call it something else, discriminatory speech or something like that um, just because of the the, f- the potentially false connotations that go along with calling it hate speech if there is no underlying actual hatred as a motivation. Um, but however... The part where I disagree is even on a practical level, I, I think we can adjudicate at least some cases where we can tell, no, you have a motivation of hatred um, or dislike. Um, you know, you you can tell in some cases, um, yeah, th- this guy's not meaning it lovingly. He, he's peeved off at me and he, he really, you know, go to hell uh, or damn you or something like that. These these curse words um, you know curses in, in the ancient world we, we had actual formal curses because you hated this person and put their name in a pot and smash it and their life is destroyed so like yeah I think even on a practical level we, we can adjudicate some cases where they have that motivation don't, don't you think Well, I'm not the seeker but yeah uh, what do you make of that
1: no actually I don't think we can judge it that way even then and the reason well, so yes I I do think we can let me me back up from a practical level yes but I think that that doesn't keep the Christian from carving out an exemption Um, so I think that Christians do a lot of things in the name of uh, faith um, that look like hate to the outsider but they would say uh, oh no! They're they're just protecting their their spirits from demonic forces. So uh, let me let me give you an example. Um, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but uh, you might find it interesting. So way back when, um, at a, a particular church, I won't even mention um, the uh, the specific church, but my old denomination, the Churches of Christ. So. Uh, really funny in a lot of ways, but we had various flavors of the Churches of Christ. There were uh, probably five distinct branches of that denomination, uh, in a denomination that uh, thought denominationalism was wrong, and that there was only one church, mm. <laughs> and one flavor of one church. Uh, so there were there were actually about five, and so there were, uh, on the conservative end of that uh, d- denomination, are people who use, um, or
0: what we call non, non-institutional, uh, and they don't uh, believe in things like donating money to Christian colleges or uh, having parachurch organizations, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at least as a church, you can do it individually, but not as a church. So they're very, you know, there, there are some things that they would say, you know, you can't, you can't go. Sub- of supporting parachurch institutions. Yeah, my uh, my
2: church well, is the same that. as as well. By yeah. The way. yeah, yeah, it's 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 nuttery at the highest degree. But it's but it's very conservative. And actually, there's a in, in my old church there's a branch that's even more conservative than them. Uh,
1: and so those people would be uh, non-institutionals, but they use one cup. We call them one cuppers. Uh, now understand. We took the Lord's supper every day, uh, every uh, week, every Sunday, okay. um, and I uh, guess That was a biblical command on the first day of the week, uh, and uh, yada yada. Don't try to understand. Um, just trying to just trying to let you know where where these particular people were on the spectrum. Uh, these were non-institutionals, but not one covers. Uh, but they were pretty, pretty close to as conservative as you got uh, in our denomination. The step above them would be the Mainline Churches of Christ, and then, if you're curious, there's kind of a, a liberal uh, Church of Christ that had more uh, allowances, uh, Disciples of Christ, and they're outright progressives. So, yeah, at any rate, enough about the denominations. Quite frankly almost all denominations have about five different shades of the, of the denominations, so don't think that your denomination, denomination is really any different. <laughs> it, it probably isn't. That said, uh, these guys were really conservative, but they were just one step below the main line. so they were really close together. I was, uh, I was uh, getting uh, a ride from people that I was staying with, and they were the um, of the conservative group, and I was at a church function, which was the mainline group, uh, and I, I crossed easily through the lines, but you have to understand, within my denomination, people didn't cross the lines. You were one thing or the other. Mm-hmm. So if you were conservative, you never moved up to the more liberal branches. Sometimes if you were liberal, you would move down to the conservative branches to, to fellowship. But I, I I moved through them fairly fairly easily. I didn't really recognize those lines. So that said, I was at a mainline church function, and um, the person who came to pick me up, he was of the conservatives, which once again just one notch below the mainline. Uh, and you know they recognized him as a member of you know the same denominational branch. And they invited him uh, to say a prayer, uh, to to leave one of the prayers. And he refused. In fact, he refused to go in the place. He came in long enough to to meet me, and we had a few words, but he waited outside in the car. And this was an outside event, (laughs) actually. So he wouldn't even, he wouldn't go in. Um, Now, why wouldn't he go in? Um, it's because in his uh, mind this group of mainline worshipers was equivalent to a different denomination and he could not uh, associate uh, worship uh, with people of the wrong denomination or who engaged in wrong worship so not only would he not pray he would not go in. He would not fellowship or associate, shake hands. He wouldn't do anything. And to the mainliners, he looked very hateful. From his perspective, though, he was being faithful to his beliefs Mm -hmm. uh, and keeping himself pure. Um, He did not engage in false worship, so forth, yada, yada, yada my point, the moral here, is there are lots of things that Christians do in the name of uh, faithfulness that are actually hateful. Uh, We could talk about, um, I I think I posted it on the Unbelievable Boards uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think that you would remember, because Dale would talk about it a little bit, uh, the woman who um, refused a mixed race couple the uh, ability to get married in her uh, wedding uh, chapel. Uh, no, I... And she refused them on the grounds that her belief, her Christian beliefs, do not allow for uh, a black person, a white person to intermingle in this way. And so she refused, uh, there's a video of her doing it, of her saying some some pretty harsh things. And people just flag this as hateful. And it's it's seen hateful. But from her perspective, it's not hateful to her. And so this is kind of why I was asking you earlier, is there anything, anything that a person could do in the name of their religion that you would consider hate? And I think you answer truthfully no, and that's why hate speech is kind of a non-starter talking to Christians uh, here, because they simply don't recognize it in the same way the rest of us do. You have rationalized it to the point that hate has no meaning anymore. And so you can't generalize it and say, well, that looks like hate, and I think that we can all agree that that's hate. No, we can't. Not uh, Not when you get religion involved.
0: You just can't. Well, yeah, but my, my definition does have a way to distinguish it, and it, it's it's universal. It doesn't matter about religious or secular or what, whatever. It's... it's um, If there's if there's an actual motivation of hate, uh, hatred towards a person, a group of people, whatever you want to say, even a thing, uh, maybe I hate my table, um, if, if that motivation is there, that's what is the proper
2: definition of hate
1: hate speech. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm telling you is that from a practical perspective, you
2: can't judge that motivation. Once again,
1: we have, we have ways of trying to do that in the courts, and that, you know, that works when religion is not involved. But I just gave you a couple of examples where even though these things look like they're motivated by what any normal person would call hate, a religious person wouldn't see it that
0: way. Right, uh, because they don't have that that motivation and that's why they don't recognize it as as hate speech improperly so uh, It should be called something else. I'm not saying it's necessarily, you know, I gave that example of the uh, The example that you were just giving of, of that racism. I, I have no idea where that comes from. That's not biblical I, I've never read that in the Bible, so doesn't um, matter whether it's biblical or not. They it. About, I know, I know, uh, I know. Orthodoxy was last week. There is no such <laughs> thing. So There is. There is <laughs> obviously such a thing. But um, <laughs> but right. That that's that's the key thing. And you can the courts can call it something else, discriminatory speech or something like that. Um, you know, that that's sort of my further thing is I, I think when we label everything hate speech, uh, this is problematic when it, there's actually no hatred involved um and it's it's leading to problems in our society it, it, with social justice warriors going nuts and you know you wore purple you you must hate me or something like that um so that's why i think i that's why i'm trying to do this topic i think we need to take a step back and really qualify it, it, is something hate speech uh if even if it's offensive as heck or even if it's race a blatantly wrong racist belief such as the the example that you gave there um that's not necessarily hate speech if she was sincere and she she really believes it's bad to marry um, who who is the the black one was against the white or the white was against the black
1: it was a white woman, against and she was against mixed-race marriages, so she wouldn't
0: let them marry in her chapel. Gotcha. So, so this white woman in this case, um, sure, she holds a racist belief, she holds an erroneous belief, she holds an immoral belief, you could even say, but it's not necessarily hate speech. Um, but on a practical level, may, maybe you could tell. Um, I, I can definitely tell that neo-Nazis have hatred, Towards the races, I can't tell with absolute certainty, um, but on a balance of probabilities, we can adjudicate from people's actions, from the way they speak, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure neo Nazis hate
1: uh, non-white people. Um, that's... I don't see how you can say that. I so you know with with my religious hat on, and mm-hmm. in, in thinking like these people, having been these people. I don't see how you can say that. Uh, I, in fact, I use this as an example in my write-up. Uh, kids, go read the write-ups. Uh, they are pretty good. <laughs> but I use, a, I use this as an example, um, you know, a neo-Nazi in the act of lynching a black man while shouting racial epithets. Mm-hmm. You still can't say that he has hate in his heart.
0: I think I think you could
1: if you. No, you're... you can't. No, because <laughs> because I think that they... person. I I, look, I know this person. No, I don't know anyone. Okay, okay. Well, actually, body.
0: Let Let's say um, you know this person, and you know they don't have they don't actually have hate. They're just going through the motions. They don't believe black people are human beings. Uh, the thing no, no, that you no, no, do to them is. Going,
1: right. They don't. They don't believe that black people are human beings. They don't believe that they should be treated on an equal standing. They believe that it is disrespectful to proper human beings to treat their uh, servant the same way they would treat their kid, for instance. You wouldn't, you wouldn't invite your mule to the dinner table. That doesn't mean you hate your mule.
0: Okay, so if that's... But I'm saying on a practical level, we can tell that that's... At least for the most, most part, that's not what they're doing. There is actual hate. In the same way I can tell if... You can tell if your girlfriend loves you or something like that. You can't and know with absolute so I, certainty. I think,
1: you're, I think you're making that kind of a double standard there. Because I'm, I'm saying you can't tell. And that person who is, while in the throes of lynching, that Klansman, while their hood is on their head and while they're burning the cross, is not doing so with hate in their heart, at least consciously. They're doing so with love for Jesus it, they're they're motivated by love to cleanse the evil from among them. This is not hatred.
0: It it depends. It maybe well, there's this hypothetical. You, listen, you listen, you
1: listen. Who am I?
0: Who am I? Who are that, you
1: to say that they?
0: Do? I'm a human being who can judge the emotions of other people, not with oh. infallibility, but. On a balance of probabilities in a lot of cases. Sometimes we're wrong. And, and in the
1: same way, we should get to judge the emotions of Christians when they say hate. things. Yeah,
0: yeah, and you and do, and to, you do. They
1: don't get to hide behind doctrine.
0: No, no but do. you do, right? In exactly the same... And you personally have, um, and so have others on the board. Against me, for example, I, I've been charged with hate speech when I'm in mad dog Dale mode. And you're right, well, you can tell yes. that I'm angry at these people or... or you know, like with someone like Darren in the first season, or Tara, or something like that, or, or whatever. You you can tell, and it's not it's not infallible. You screwed up uh, this week. You thought I was angry at Sarah or something when I wasn't, but still, that doesn't no, mean I thought that you were you... angry at me. Oh, okay. You thought I was <laughs> yeah. angry. Well, still, you thought I was angry at you, and you were wrong. Um, but you, you can still adjudicate – there are some matters where you get it right. You, you're like, yeah, you, you're actually coming across as angry against – I can tell that you're insulting um, someone and you're, you're speaking out of hatred or dislike uh, towards the
1: person. Okay, Contempt so person. I, be- I believe that you can do that at a doctrinal level as well okay. because there are, there are whole groups of uh, – so one of the things that I said in my write-up is there are people I hate. Let's let's just explore that for a moment. Mm -hmm. I contend that we all hate people. Now, I think most people would probably say, oh, no, I don't hate people. Screw you people. You do. You're lying to yourself. Stop lying to yourself. I'm talking to you skeptics as well as you Christians over there. You absolutely hate people. Uh, You you know, this idea that that you love everybody is utterly insane. You can't love everybody. What on earth, how watered down, how diluted has love become that you can love seven billion people that, that you don't know? It's it's ridiculous to think that way. And and we should stop doing it. That's that's kind of a leftover of, of religious nonsense language that we should purge from our minds. You don't love everybody and you do
2: hate a lot of people. Um, can, can and, you ask... know, it may, it may take you a while to realize it. So, uh,
1: can, can let me I just give a... you a couple of, before you jump in, a sure. couple of, uh, uh, examples of people I
2: hate. Uh, <laughs> I hate rapists and sexual predators. Oh.
1: I, I hate them. I don't, I don't just hate the act, mind you. I hate them. I want the world to be without them. I hate bullies. I hate them. I hate everyone who preys on the weak and the, and the helpless. I hate them. Um, I, I don't know if I mentioned this. I hate racists of, of all stripes. I hate them. They're, 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 the list would probably grow if I set my mind to really thinking about all of the categories of people I hate. I don't dislike these people. I'm not disappointed in these people. I hate them. I despise them, mm. and you should too. You don't love them. Stop it.
0: Okay, okay, um, so my first thing before I respond to that, my my question was when you say that the doctrines are hateful, uh, do you mean no you don't mean this well let me just ask it for the sake of the audience do do you mean that the original author had the motivation of hatred when he wrote those words or or are you talking again you're pure the propositions themselves in and of themselves are hateful I don't know if I've uh, made that distinction in my mind
1: okay so if you if you remember to ask me that question later I'll try to tackle it gotcha Okay. Yeah, I'll, uh, so, so, I'll I'll let that one stew a, a minute if you give me a yeah,
2: chance cool. to do
0: that. Yeah. Cool. Um, um, okay. So I'll I'll respond to your to your point that you were just saying. So absolutely, it's it's true that Christians they're not sinless once they get saved. There's a process of sanctification. We continue to struggle against the flesh. Is how the Apostle Paul puts it in one of his letters he even the apostles continued to sin after salvation and one of those instances could be i I experience hate towards someone or dislike uh towards someone we we know it's wrong um we're sinning when we do that um and i have to confess i I, there have been times in the moment um where i've disliked someone uh in the comments or i have shown contempt and uh, yeah i'm I get ashamed when I get called out for that, and and because it's true, I'm not supposed to do that. A, a true Christian should be always trying to be perfect and that sort of thing. And That's why I really struggle hard to do better um, in that regard. Um, but yeah, it's it's not permanent. My my overall attitude is uh, I'm not I don't dislike anyone uh, right now. I'm happy with everyone. Um, you know, it's it's I I don't sustain the hatred um, or this dislike or whatever for people, including ra- including Hitler, including rapists, uh, murderers. Okay, all well, people Hitler's with... dead,
1: and he's not hitler anymore, so...
0: But still, the, uh, so what? He hitler in the past. Past tense is just as bad as present tense, I, I
1: mean... Well, not, not emotionally. I mean, not unless mm-hmm. you're maybe uh, one of the families or, or survivors of his torments uh it's it's not the same and this is what i mean by the, the word has become so watered down at this point for the christian love and hate don't mean anything
2: um and so i, I think you've lost some emotional connection i'm not just speaking you dale you you emotionless robot i think christians <laughs> have lost
1: the emotional connection with yeah what it means uh because they have spiritualized the word love and they have tabooized the word hate hmm. uh so that uh you know, they just don't mean what they would mean to normal people expressing normal emotions.
2: I think that,
0: I think that is true and, and some to some extent Christians do that. Um, even I was doing that when I'm trying to is dislike the same thing as hate. Oh, it's okay to dislike someone but you can't hate them or something. But it's at the end of the day, biblically speaking, I think that you are right that it, it's the same motivation actually and, and we shouldn't try to obfuscate do, do I actually love Hitler? No, I, I don't think I could say I love him actively. I should. Um, do I even? Um, I'm just sort of am, ambivalent towards him. He was—I know he's an immoral guy and stuff like that, and he what he did was evil and stuff. But um,
1: right, but I yeah, I think, I, that, I think you have to bring it closer to home to really uh, have the emotional resonance. I mean, I really do, because well, it's very really hard to love or hate anyone
0: in the historical context, because you didn't know them, well, put put and like this. You're, you're barely affected by them. Okay, well, I guess this is the only thing. I can, there has been at least one person that I can think of where I would say I hated that person. This was pre before I was a Christian or, or anything like that, and it took me years to get to the point where I was... Uh, truly forgave it and okay I, I don't hate anyone um so it's it's possible to to do what the christians are stating it's it's even with the mo even on a when it impacts you emotionally on a personal level um i think what the bible teach what jesus teaches or what the bible teaches is doable and i've done it um and we can all do it and i did it even without the help of the the Holy Spirit as a non-Christian I was able to do this so you know how much more with the help of the Holy Spirit and that sort of thing so oh,
1: yeah I just do think, think what, that you're what saying. Christians do is they kind of hide behind this idea of I hate certain things but I don't hate people. hate this the sin not the sinner. Type. right and that's an artificial that is an artificial uh, distinction to me for instance hmm. you hate evil
0: Do you love the devil? Uh, Well, remember, I have a controversial view
1: in that, yeah, the the devil and the demons are. I'm asking the wrong person. Listener, not Dale, do you love the devil? No, you don't. I I, I hear you. Yeah. (laughs) I've worshipped in church with you. I know that you don't. Uh, you, You hate the devil. You think it's pretty safe to hate the devil certainly don't love the devil we're not going to call saying it the devil is a person in in your world view uh that's at least one person you hate and when you say i i hate the sin i hate uh just as an example i hate lying but i love liars well you know god said you know uh he hates lies and all liars will have their part like a fire um you know those two things kind of go hand in hand so Okay, um you can't you can't really separate it out as if one were distinct from the other
0: yeah and and the, yeah um i agree so so let me defend um the christians there it, it is actually okay to hate people um however there's a different in the case of satan perhaps well but it's not okay to hate sinners human being sinners why on earth would that be? Well, perhaps there's a relevant difference between the, Satan and demons. They're irredeemable, whereas people are still redeemable. So, I don't know. May, maybe on that level, if if you're one of the Christians that say I hate Satan, there's that justification. And and by that lights, okay. Well, after the day of judgment, you can hate the people in hell. I, I don't know. Um, I, well, I, yeah, I don't. I believe they're still redeemable even in hell, but that could be a potential justification for why it would be okay to hate satan or the demons perhaps um
2: again yeah what do you think of what do you think of that well i think i think you're working too hard um so i i won't spend a lot of uh cycles trying to trying to sort that out i i think that most people who hear that are going to have an opinion uh pretty strong opinion one way or the other and neither you or I are going to change it Um, and I think that most traditional Christians
1: uh, are are going to hate Satan and it's not going to have anything to do with whether he's redeemable or not it has to do with the the epitome of evil and that's what it is and I I think that if if you think that someone is actively doing the kind of evil that is destroying you or a friend of yours uh, I think it's meaningless to say that you love them or that you don't hate them. You know, Do I hate uh, my next door neighbor? No, I don't even know my next door neighbor actually. Um, I wouldn't recognize my next door neighbor on the street. Um, however, if my next door neighbor broke into my home and tried to assault my wife, I promise you, I would have one emotion for my next door neighbor. It would be hatred. Now would I hate that person forever? I don't know. Would that person be redeemable? Don't care. I, I, I know that at that moment, and for a long time thereafter, I would hate them, and I would be perfectly justified in my hatred. Um, that's 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 just human, and I think that it is inhuman to deny that.
0: Now, but Christians, let me you and you understand though Christians are called to a higher standard. God's ways are not. Are raised, I do we're understand called that Christians are called better. to an inhuman standard. Yeah. I don't think it's higher. Um, okay, but f- for the Christians, uh, they see it as higher, and this is why they are reluctant to to say, oh I, "Oh, I hate someone" or something like that. Or I
1: right? Well, this is this is why this is what I'm trying to explain on why why I'm expressing it this way. You okay. can never actually uh, make a progress for the Christian because they will always say, "Oh no, it was hate." And, and that's, that's uh, because they, they have lost touch with what it means to hate. Good, proper, healthy human hate. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's as, as with all things, it's a matter of what you do with that emotion. But it's perfectly fine emotion. Uh, and it's the motivation of many great things that happen in the world. Um, so yeah, hate, uh, it can keep you alive. It can protect your family. It can do a lot, it can do a lot of things. And if you pretend like you don't have it, you're a problem, uh, and probably to yourself to people that you love. But here's, here's the point of all of this. So it, it has been an interesting exploration of hate, but I, I don't want the audience to get lost. That's that wasn't actually my point. Mm-hmm. Uh, my point was simply that when you hate people and I'm I'm just acknowledging that I do on occasion, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm pointing out that everybody does, whether they
2: acknowledge it or not. When you hate people, uh, that is going to
1: come out in your speech and how you treat them. Mm -hmm. And there is simply no way on God's green earth you can avoid that. And so the the idea that, you know, there's some kind of religious (laughs) exemption Carved out for hate speech is is absurd because Christians are humans, and as humans they hate people, and you know when they treat uh, or interact with people they hate, one of those some of that interaction is going to very likely be something that we might consider hate speech, um, and so there's there's just no exemption. You Can't hide behind this. Well, I've got this otherworldly morality and the spirit of God guiding me away from it. The- yes so um, we we all are guilty of hate speech and and we all need to recognize that from time to time because we can't do better if we don't and I'm simply suggesting that some of the hate speech that Christians are guilty of uh, has to do with their official religious presentation because some of what they hate is a uh, part and parcel of the identity of the people that they're dealing with you cannot hate homosexuality the way Michael Brown claims to without hate speeching homosexuals. Can't do it. Well, I, I think just as an example. Yeah. Yeah. Um I well
2: I certainly can. Um, no you can't. You only think you can. <laughs> that's that's part of the delusionalness of Christianity. Once again, this is not a slam against you. I'm not saying Dale is delusional. I am saying that this is it, it,
1: this is institutional delusional on, on the part of Christians, that somehow you can separate your feelings about uh, this person's identity and still, quote-unquote, love the person. You are full of it, and nobody buys it.
0: Okay, well, yeah, all I can say is... Or again, you you're wrong. You, I, I'm telling you, is to the best of my knowledge of myself through introspection. I know you guys don't. I I am able to separate the sin from the sinner. Now I don't always do that flawlessly, but I I can do it. Um, yeah, like that.
1: I've I've actually viscerally a hated kind of a certain sin. If
0: you would. Well,
1: okay. let me ask one
0: possible? question to you first. Okay. Um, before, By the before, way, I before I forget,
1: listener, it sounds like we're talking over each other. We're we're roboting out with each other,
0: so I can't actually hear him sometimes, and you he can't hear me sometimes. We're not trying to go ahead. Gotcha, guys. gotcha. Um, so, just one quick question about something you said previously. So, you you said that hate has value, hatred has value. It's something yes. that's good. Do you see it yes. as good as love? Is it? Are they on par? Like, you got to have love and hate. They're both equally great things to to experience or Uh, without having thought about it deeply I would say yes I would say hatred is just as human as love
1: and I think that there have been uh, probably just as many atrocities committed uh, from love as from hate so I don't I don't think that you can single out hate as bad love as good they're both human it's like uh, you know happy is good angry is bad no that's not really true and, and Christians believe in
2: anger they're they're all about some righteous anger yeah uh,
1: so you know i don't, you know the only reason you're not about righteous hatred well actually you are about righteous hatred you're just not about righteous hatred of people is because your doctrine says you can't but but you are about righteous hatred of Things and attributes of people and behaviors, so I mean, even even uh, Christians are on board with with some good old righteous hate. I, I just apply it to uh, people as well. because that's just that's just the reality of what hate is, and I, I just have no reason to try to dodge that reality.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Um. And yeah, everyone knows the the Christian view is is no, they're not um, equal and. Uh, these ultimate standard of what is to be human, we're, we're judging based on a fallen world, a fallen, it's its part of a fallen human nature, and, and love is, it's not love that's bad, that leads to wars or whatever, it's a jealousy, a uh, unrighteous jealousy or something like that, or, you know, with Helen of Troy or whatever. Um, it's actually sin that's, again, leading to It's just a different sin other than hate, Uh, but it's not love that's motivating. Okay, well, you've never—I mean, we don't have any kind of example or demonstration of this uh,
1: better form of love that you're talking about because when there were no humans and there was only God in his heavenly court, we had the same drama.
0: No, we didn't. You mean the Trinity, or are are you making a slam with a pagan council or something like that? No, I'm not making a slam of some pagan council. I'm talking about the, the story tr- of the fall of Satan and a third oh, of the angels. Oh, okay.
1: We had the same drama. <laughs> humans, humans didn't invent that. So you, oh, yeah, it's have, angel, you angels have, too. You have to give me some kind of example of this idealized uh, version of love that never leads to uh, jealousy or. Uh, the love of the know, Trinity. I, well, okay, if if everything was so perfect
2: before God created uh, beings, He shouldn't have created beings. Uh, but in the world no. of created beings, you can't show me an example of this exalted kind of love. Sure. And you're, you're kind of sure, denigrating me Je- for saying, "Well, you know, it's human." Je- it's human.
0: Jesus' love for the apostles. Well, I think
1: the the thirty year old who got himself killed. Yeah. And who still, while he was at it, managed to commit act, uh, commit acts of violence, uh, many cases of ad hominem attacks on people. This is the guy. Yeah,
0: that's that loving. Guy. That's loving. It, it's not. Absolutely. When I say I have to be loving, so that's follow
1: what I mean, though. You can say everything is loving. Uh,
0: yeah, it's, so? David, I and can say. It's,
1: it's meaningless when a Christian says it. I don't hear no, no. when you say it's loving. If yeah. you say you love me right now, I have no emotional attachment to that. Because you don't
0: know what the hell love is. Well, well wrong. Describe, I, I know what true love actually is, love. is, according to the the Bible. Uh, I know what agape love is, and and the ideal that I should be striving for. And that that does not necessarily never say mean or offensive things. I could call you a viper and a hypocrite. Jesus did. Um, if it's true and it's have I have I called you
1: worse than that yes
0: okay (laughs) Uh, I don't remember it but okay um (laughs) do you remember what it was anyways um you've you've called me a liar oh okay which I think is worse okay uh sure um great I I actually yeah I can call you a liar um so long as I'm careful not to mislabel you or something like that if it's actually true um yeah, I'm. I'm allowed to use those offensive words in a loving way. I'm. I'm saying it to edify.
2: <laughs> I mean. I'm you saying it to
0: rebuke you, or to edify, or to, <laughs> or to edify you. And if my motivation is not contemptuous, then that is that's good. Jesus did it. There's nothing wrong with, with doing that. Or goddamn empty-headed
1: son of a bitch. <laughs>
0: you don't. You don't think I there's a thing as righteous anger? Way. You look at you with the rapists. Uh,
1: no, 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 I'm not angry. I that in a good way. In a the loving way, didn't you hear? Didn't you hear the loving way? Never mind.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> but but you you believe you're righteous when you get angry at the rapist? Um, I mean, geez, you you said I would rip that guy to shreds and and kill him. Yes, but I also um,
1: acknowledge my hate. I hate the rapist. You pretend like you love the rapist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that's, well that's fair enough.
1: That's, that's, that's idiotic. <laughs>
0: So, but this it's is
1: why it's, I don't listen to Christians when they talk about love.
0: But it comes but down to the motivation. They, why why am I rebuking you? If I when I was when I called you a liar, there was, no, there was no there is no hatred um, well, at all anyway, in my saying. that.
1: you're rebuking me because you're an ass, because you think that you have the right in moral superiority
2: yeah, uh, to yeah.
1: tell me when I'm wrong.
2: Yeah, you do
1: that.
0: You, you, you skeptics do that to me and to Christians all the time. So stop. We, we all have the right to pronounce what we think is right. Um, and to, to teach that. I'm, I'm allowed. By it's, the way,
1: when I was saying you're an ass just now, I wasn't angry with you.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't interpret it. I well, didn't even hear yeah. that. Um, so. Right. But so what your motivation in calling me calling me that word is. Um, that wasn't hate oh, speech. That...
1: for Pete's sake. Jesus called people a brood of viper. So I think that's probably worse than ass. I, I don't
0: know. I, I don't know about using that word. It's seen as a really? swear word by snake? some. So.
1: Snake Anyways. or donkey. Which is worse? A snake or a donkey? I think snake is worse. Snake is associated with demons. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. I'm pretty sure you can say ass because Jesus called people demonic snakes. All right. We're getting,
0: we're getting sidetracked. The, the point is when you use that word, an um, ours. Ass. <laughs> when you, it's used, close, it's close all enough. right, c- come on, pay, pay attention. Uh, when you use that <laughs> word just now, you were making an edifying point. I wasn't offended at all because I knew it wasn't hate speech. You weren't motivated by hate in saying it. You were trying to make an edifying point by using a, an offensive word or something like that to. Wake up! You you Christians are behaving very arse-like when you when you judge us skeptics or something. I th- I think that's hypocritical on your part because you got you guys do it more than Christians on the boards. Uh, maybe I'm hypersensitive to it, but I, or maybe it's just because you, there's more of you guys. But you guys are pompous jackrabbits when you guys are, are judging Christians. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> the,
2: I'll
0: I'll stop if it's coming out badly, but uh, <laughs> Um the the point oh, is boy. that if there's not
1: this is my weekly therapy session. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, you, you get my point uh, you weren't yes. meaning it in a hateful way so I, I would not label what you just called me or Christians as, as hate speech you were in your own warped and twisted way meaning that as a edifying point um, out of out of love or likability I, I assume you like the Christians and I, you don't hate them yes.
1: and, I, and I also knew or highly suspected that you would not take it as hate speech you would not be offended but that's a, that's a Part of the calculus,
2: Okay. because uh,
1: I am not actually trying to offend you. At least not while we're on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are there are times when uh, you know I'm going to have to say something that's offensive, um, and, I, and I will usually uh, label it up front. This is this might be offensive um, if, if I feel that needs to be said in the line of duty here. Um, but it is it is not actually my intention to offend, offend, certainly not unnecessarily, and um, that's part of the calculus. If I thought it would have offended you and would have been mistaken, I wouldn't have said it. The, the Christian does not engage in that calculus at all. They believe that they can say anything, and they're justified um, because they they have this commission from God to do so. Uh, and so the, this kind of leads me in uh, back into official objections to your point and so it unless you have something else to go there i'd like to go to the notes and just kind of briefly outline for uh, the audience why i think that um i why i think you're wrong
0: i have one one last thing to say then about this offense what you just said about the offensive thing um -hmm. so again what assuming it's true right to christians it's true that you're going to hell or something like that and we need to warn you and, and save your soul um, it's exactly like a doctor telling you that, giving you the bad news. No, it's not. Snake. If you smoke, you.
2: No, it's what,
0: not. What What is the difference, other than saying you think one is true and the other is just BS? What What is the relevant difference then?
1: Okay, so if you will allow me to defer the answer, uh, because it's in it's in my notes.
2: Okay. And it's my okay.
1: third point. Okay,
2: sure. Yeah.
1: So I want to I want to finish on that point if, uh-huh. if that's okay with
2: yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, my uh, my first point,
1: um, one, of, one of the reasons I think uh, Christians, in, in when speaking officially in their doctrine, engage often in hate speech, is because of the absolutism. Uh, in The way that they speak and think. Now, absolutism in and of itself is not hate speech, but I think it's one of the ingredients uh, that that leads there. So, by absolutism, I mean it must be this way and no other way. Uh, I have the true way right here, and furthermore, not only do I have the true way, but it's obvious. My my true way over here is the obvious true way. So that leaves, Mm. uh, by implication, if you are not following or agreeing with the obvious true way, then there must be something wrong with you. You are purposely uh, suppressing the truth so that you can engage in more sin, you evil sinner. You deserve to burn in hell. This is literally Romans one. I, I just I just summarize uh, uh, Romans one for you. That's Paul. That that's where that brand of absolutism uh, leads. If you know, Paul couldn't say, um, you know, while God is real, it's it's understandable how some people may have a hard time finding. It. But here, let me help you find him. That would have been. The beginning of a very different book, but it began with a kind of absolutism that led very quickly into hate speech and uh, Christian Christianity. And in fact, uh, many religions are full of hate uh, of, of absolutism. You know, another example of Christian absolutism is Jesus: "I am the way, the truth, and the is it the, uh, the life yeah. or the, light? the I life. Get that life. light." Life. 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 Uh, life. Life. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Does anyone else have that problem, by the way? I have the way, the truth, and the, you know, I get there. it's a line for Mike. Anyway, um, that's that's an absolutist statement, especially the next line. No one comes to the
2: Father but by me. I'm in. That's a very absolutist kind of statement, and
1: it closes the door uh, on all other possibilities. Uh, I don't remember who it was in the... Hebrew scriptures that said uh, the fool has said in his heart there's no God. That's an extremely absolutist statement uh, because there's there's no negotiating here. There's there's no middle ground. Mm-hmm. Either you believe in God or you're a fool. Um, this this leads to hate speech. In fact, I, I can I can't see why this how this type of absolutism can lead anywhere else. Uh, and so to the extent that uh, religion, and uh, in particular Christianity, is filled with absolutist uh, constructs, uh, I think that it uh, inescapably leads to a lot of Christian hate speech uh, built directly into its doctrine. Before you move on you to, your, to your okay, next point, let, let me come
0: back because I have a, a, a thing to say about that. Good. Go all right. All right. Okay. I've got
1: I've got this written down, so it's it's okay. I'm not gonna forget. Okay. Good. Okay.
0: Um. Okay. So absolutism as a criterion, uh, it's not a necessary. Like you, you're right to point out that absolutism in and of itself is not hateful. Um. So, for example, I, I'm an absolutist when it comes to the shape of the earth. Uh, does that does that mean it's going to lead to hatred on my part towards flat earthers? No. Um. But my my question for you is with this entire point... I hate flat earthers too. Okay.
1: okay, I'm perfectly honest. I don't don't like them a lot. I I don't think they're honest, and I think they're being hurtful hmm. to innocent people. Uh, I I think they're they're committing a form of what I would call informational abuse, Uh, and you greatly
0: limit a person's opportunity in this world when you give them the wrong information about how it works but anyway um gotcha go oh, ahead. okay um well i i don't necessarily hate um the, the flat earthers um but okay the, the point is i wanted to make here i don't like, a, don't like Cool. A, that, that's your prerogative <laughs> um but um so your main thing is look there, there's no negotiating but why would anyone negotiate with the truth let's assume that it that this is all true of course, absolutism is a good thing if it's true and one knows that it's true. I, I would never negotiate with you whether one plus one equals two. It does, whether you like it or not. I don't care what you say. So that absolutism is a good thing, and it it doesn't, in and of itself, lead to hateful ideas. You, the person so can which, I can I modify
1: yes. that a little bit? Sure, I'll, yeah. I'll grant you that. Entire point. I would say absolutism in disputable matters. So uh, it it, it is not, in fact, a disputable matter that one and one is two. Um, It is a disputable matter whether there are universe creating fixings. Okay. Um, And so there, there are, there are um, different different levels and
0: qualities of, of um how do you, ideas how do you decide that though because it's it certainly i can i can pull a pull a david johnson on you and i can point to one person who says one plus one does not equal two
1: uh show Renee, me the brain scan
0: one of the smartest people in human history Rene descartes uh challenged that um that that was true um so <laughs> Yeah. Um, my, also, my pastor said he would. He doesn't say he denies that, but that he would if, if the Bible. <laughs> that, that math checks out. <laughs> right. But but you got Rene, Rene Descartes who's challenged it, uh, who's challenged mathematical truths as, as not being necessarily true. And so, who cool. determines
1: what is disputable or, or not? Um, it so may be something. Not, not being familiar with. Uh, your example. I'm not going to get sidetracked by that. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm going to I'm going to put that in the category of uh, nice sophistry, uh, but everyone well, yeah. knows what I mean. Well, let, let me I phrase it <laughs> so. let me phrase it
0: this way. let let's pretend something is disputable to you. You don't uh, or is disputable to me. Um, but you have one hundred percent knowledge that it's true shouldn't you be an absolutist? You, you shouldn't negotiate on, oh, shoot, well, I know the sky is blue, but Dale doesn't, so I'm going to compromise yeah. and negotiate and say it's blue-ish
1: or something. So I guess, I guess that's one of the reasons we argue, and this is one of the reasons why subjects uh, of epistemology come up from time to time, mm-hmm. uh, because I do believe that while we can't always know what the absolute truth on a matter is, we should be able to know and, and agree well enough on what we don't know. Okay. So I I have a much easier time talking to Christians who can acknowledge uh, that the God question is a, a challenging question and uh, it it is in fact unknowable. Many Christians uh, would take that decision, thats That is that it is unknowable. Uh, but we have reason enough to take the leap of faith i can i can i can work with that okay uh i can't work with oh no it's absolutely empirically knowable and you're an idiot if you don't know it that's a different thing and so i i think that um i do i do believe that uh we should be able to come to understandings of what is known and what is not known what is solid uh, what is solidly established and what is disputable uh, and I think that part of the problem with many Christians uh, sorry many Christians were listening is that a, a lot of you especially uh, you funding types uh, are are on the wrong side of this it's it it is all a very settled issue you' all you are very kin Hamish in your approach uh, you have lost the ability to see the difference between what is clear uh, and what is fuzzy uh, in in your zeal to express your your great faith. So yeah, I can't I can't actually have much intelligent conversation with a person like that because they they actually don't know the difference between what's disputable and what's not.
0: Yeah, but that's an assumption on your part. Maybe maybe they actually do know that it's. Uh, well, the way, you, no, okay, so the way you phrase that, especially with, it's, it's empirically, so for example, I'm going to be coming up with the Leibnizian cosmological argument, um, and I was delayed delayed on that for good reason, because I, I think I've come up with a, a way to combine them. I, I don't think the Leibnizian and the Kalam cosmological argument are, are separate or independent arguments. Um, I, I think it's better to combine them into one form. Anyways, that's beside the point. So, but yeah, so, so I'm gonna be presenting that that argument. Um I forgot I had a point I was going to. Oh I yeah, so I don't know what I was gonna say. I, I have that argument I was gonna present, so we do have a reason, um and it's it's pretty strong. Um maybe it's not a hundred percent,
2: but, but, but I it's eighty percent.
1: And think then you have just a reason p- to believe it. I mean, for my for the purposes of my point, um you should be able to understand cognitively, if not emotionally, why someone else wouldn't believe it. And and that's and that's I think a pretty good way to define what is disputable. Um, so for instance, I cannot cognitively or emotionally understand why someone would not believe one plus one is two. But I can most certainly understand, just as another matter of science, why someone would not believe in string theory. Now, I happen to be fond of string theory, and I kind of hope it's true. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can
2: certainly understand uh, that it is disputable. Yeah, what
0: well, I guess. Yeah, it comes down to the assessments, though, right? Like, if if belief in the existence of God is actually in that category, you're just assuming it's in that category because hey, the debate's been around. Well, I'm not gonna. I don't know why you 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 think
1: that's. Well, the case. For, for just what I said. You should be able to understand enough of the other side to uh, to know why someone would not believe it. I think that if your if your faith is such that you don't even understand how someone couldn't believe it, then you're on the wrong side of reasoning
0: Right, yeah, well, yeah, I, I think that's right. That's part of having being a real seeker. Having an intellectual right to your opinion means that you can understand the other side of the issue. Um, regardless of how strong the 1 plus 1 equals 2, I can understand why Rene Descartes denied that. Uh, he's absolutely well, wrong. He, he's screwed up big time but um i can understand how he why he says that i can understand why my pastor says that um and i I, so i don't i don't understand the the argument and just just for the listener i know this is the second or third time you've heard me say this
2: but i just want to don't send me don't send me video clips don't send me articles don't try to explain it i don't give a damn okay Okay, well,
0: <laughs> no. here, here's my thing. For the, for the Christian... I, I
1: don't want to understand why they think that. <laughs>
0: so. For the Christian, it's possible. It, it's not the case in my case, but it's possible that some Christians could have, in the same way you don't care about someone denying one plus one equals two, it's possible they have the same degree of knowledge um, that God exists or that Christianity is true. Therefore, they have the right to be absolutists. It would be positively stupid for them to negotiate with you. Um, now they can say, okay. I understand and try to reason with you, but they shouldn't They shouldn't negotiate so on their I, claim. I agree with you that that would lead
1: to a certain type of logical absolutism. Okay. But my point still doesn't change. I would then say that form of absolutism over something that I believe uh, that, that in my category would be a disputable matter would almost of necessity lead to what we're calling hate speech.
2: Okay,
0: fair enough. Um, yeah, um, I, I just I don't think it it does necessarily it, it or leads, inevitably. It
1: leads to Paul. It leads to the kinds of conclusions that that you make. Uh, I mean, yep, that's so not hateful. not, not <laughs> to get um, not to not to get uh, I'll, too, I'll shut too out this. personal here, but I mean, your whole real secret criteria is based on a notion that, uh, you know, if, if a person does not come to know God within a certain undefined period, uh, and they don't know him in, in the same type of framework that you know him, then the problem is with them. They are not a real seeker. That's the kind of conclusion you have to come to from that absolutist
0: perspective. Yeah, but but I'm warranted in. So I don't I don't
1: have absolute I'm not, certainty. I'm not actually interested in whether you're warranted or not. I'm am, I'm am simply saying as a as a point of Christian hate speech and what I am calling it and how I identify it, absolutism almost absolutely leads to that form of speech and doctrine almost every time. Now you may not think of it as a bad thing, but the I rest don't
0: think of us do. Yeah, my real secret criteria are not hateful. Well, okay, but I think it's hateful. Mm. It, it, it doesn't matter whether it strikes you as hateful. I'm, I'm not, I'm not it, because you know, we've already established. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go. You have yeah, no idea yeah, yeah. what hate is. But from <laughs> from my perspective, a... Uh, a real person
1: who is not trying to suppress his humanity, I think I've got a better idea of what hate is than you do, and your real secret criteria comes across as hateful. Yeah, uh, I'll let you because, have the last because point. It leads like to, to a judgmental conclusion uh, that... Sure, uh, sure. there's that a judgment there, yeah. Is, yeah, there's judgment that uh, uh, bodes means... negatively toward, uh, toward another person that's that is, from our perspective, quite unfounded, because it depends on your God existing. So, yeah, we're, we're, it it
2: is, from our perspective, hateful, no matter what it is, from your perspective, and part of it is uh, that you start with an absolutist perspective. No, I don't start
0: there. The part that you said you don't care about is what you have to care about are you warranted in having that? And then you can have the logical entailment. What follows?
1: I'm I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing warrant. Yeah, but that's fine. I'll grant you all of your warrant. That, that still leads you to what I am describing as an absolutist perspective.
0: Sure. Okay. Uh, So great. So, so me and David disagree. I, I think that it can lead to a broad definition of absolutism, that does not necessarily entail hate hate speech or something david does. Oh, okay, great. We we understand the positions. I don't think we're going to make progress on that, so I'll let you move right. on. So our goal is not to convince each other where you you've expressed your
1: uh, I, I'm I'm simply responding to your expression of belief. Okay? With my own expression of belief. Okay. So. Cool. Okay. So so confusing uh, hate with love. Let's, uh... Yes. Yeah. So confusing hate with love. So I talked about this earlier, uh, and so I won't spend too much time with it. But Christians are so motivated to not hate, to to not admit to hate, that uh, everything that an outsider would look at and see as hate, the Christian simply recategorizes. They file it under something else. So. In, in our emotional foul cabinet, we would just file it under hate. But the Christian files it under love. And so here's an example of that. Um, so, uh, in fact, we've, we've already used it. So, you know, again, Jesus um, going extremely ad hominem on his uh, religious and political enemies. Um, you... You say, well, of course, Jesus said some pretty vile things there. Call them sons of the devil and such. I mean, these are, you know, in, in our parlance, these could, these could easily be curses, what, what you would call curse words. Um, Jesus, Jesus did that sort of thing with
2: impunity. And the fact that it's recorded a few times in Scripture leads me to believe that
1: if this guy was real, he'd talk like this a lot. Um, and yet instead of saying yeah, he's, he's got a temper he's, he's, he's not a very loving guy you would say oh no that's very loving of how he confronted these people with their sin you just recategorize it you just file it into a different drawer, uh, drawer to the point where you confuse hate with love and so Christians inevitably commit hate speech in their doctrine because they don't know the difference they, they, they file all kinds of things
2: under the wrong uh, the wrong category, so it nev- it doesn't, they don't think of it as hate, but everybody else does. Because
1: hmm. um, you got a bad filing system.
0: Yeah, so I disagree, but um, I think there is a good, there is an interesting point here um, that uh, I hadn't really considered on this issue, so that, how, the outsider test, how if we just read Jesus' words, you hypocrites and snakes, um, perhaps you, as a skeptic, could come away with the same as reading my emails to Tara or my comments to, to Darren or something when I'm in a, you know, the Mad Dog Dale things. What what's the difference there? Um, and in in that light, the the reason Christians make a difference is because of the overall context. It's not just the words themselves. We have the Bible as a whole. We, we know who Jesus is, God, so obviously he's morally perfect, that helps. Uh, he wouldn't sin, so obviously, you know, we, we have other factors that come in that allow us to adjudicate that these words um, are not hateful or meant, they're meant lovingly. So so Right, but I think, I mean, I appreciate you bringing up those other factors, but the fact
1: is Christians don't care about those other factors. Jesus is uh, the essence of goodness. God is great. God is good, and it's never a consideration that could be anything else. Well, that's so another I, factor.
0: What, what do you mean? That's the same thing I just said, right? That's one of the the factors. We know that Jesus whoa, is God, okay. and sure, but I, I thought you were you know suggesting that somehow uh, Christians e- evaluate the words that Jesus
1: says against uh, you know some. Uh, objective criteria and the fact of the matter is there is no criteria that they're evaluating Jesus' words it's he's god that's the end of it that, sure. that is the only criteria that christians sure. are, are looking at
0: yeah yeah so i I, w- never, I would agree that that christians should should think about it like i i was forced to think about it uh this issue because of you uh i think about a year and a half a year ago or whatever uh when you're jesus called the samaritan woman dogs um that that was the particular thing right so so yeah i I think christians should think about what what is the difference if i if i call someone a hypocrite or a dog or whatever and jesus says it what? like for example my pastor when i asked him i think he's totally wrong he's like oh we can't do that but jesus he was allowed to do that yeah Um, I,
1: i grew up hearing that (laughs)
0: a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't, I don't believe that. I, I think I am allowed to uh, call you a hypocrite or, or, a liar if I have sufficient warrant to, or, 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 think... or, or, a son of the devil, or a son of the devil. Yeah, well, a I son of Satan or something. Student, just... So, so long yeah. as my, so long as it's done for an edifying purpose. Um, but yeah, Christians should be mindful. There, there, there may be. Stuff outside of the particular narrative or text that we are using and imposing on that text to come to the conclusion. Well, when Jesus said, "You vipers, you hypocrites," that was said in an edifying or loving way, as opposed to Jesus got peeved off and said that the heck with um, the heck with you guys or something like that. He said it in an, in a hateful way. Um, there might not be a way from the text itself to adjudicate it. So an outsider would be like, "Yeah, Jesus is a hate guy." A hateful guy um, but if there are ways outside of the text that help us adjudicate such as knowing from the scriptures and and having warrant that jesus is god therefore he's morally perfect therefore he couldn't and the bible itself says hatred is bad and you know you, you shouldn't hate love your enemies don't hate them and that sort of thing in that overall context you can say well obviously jesus wasn't not obviously but uh, given those well, factors, but it Jesus is, it's, it's like it's a built-in get out of jail free card. Jesus couldn't possibly do any wrong because of Jesus, yeah, more morally, I guess, morally
1: I guess, perfect God. So whatever he does, got to be good.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess that's a relevant question because hey, this partic- let us pretend there's no indicators in the narrative either way to tell if it's loving or not. Um, even with these overall factors, you could say. Okay, maybe this narrative is just an error. Maybe this is hateful, but Jesus didn't do it, or something. If you're op- if you're not into biblical inerrancy or something like that, so yeah, you would have to. I, ask. Would, I would
1: actually prefer uh, a person said that. Yeah, that, I, 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 that would that would actually uh, make for a better conversation than the one that goes, "Yeah, Jesus said this." Uh, yeah but it's not hateful because what, what that does is that just turns the whole, that, that turns the human enterprise on its head. Now I don't know what hate is. I read the Bible. I, I just don't know what hate is. I don't know what an overreaction is. I don't know uh, what anger is because, uh, you know, I'm looking at this stuff and you're saying, yeah, Jesus did that, but he wasn't angry. But if I saw that in any other context, maybe other person, it would be anger or hate or an overreaction. So, um, it it,
2: uh, it just becomes a frustrating exercise. You're calling black white and white
1: black, and I'm just supposed to nod along and say, yeah, okay, that makes sense, when it
0: doesn't. Well, yeah, but so the reason I don't, I think that view is, it's improbable that this is an error. Um, why, why don't I just go, oh, well, it's equally possible it's an error. And, and the reason is, number one, we have biblical Theological reasons to think that that's probably not an error, but also secular historical ones. Um, so I linked to Dale Allison last time. It, it's more probable, speaking as a secular historian, that whether you like it or not, Jesus said stuff like this. Um, you you yes. can't deny that. So, No, I agree. I, I agree with you. When I said that I would uh, rather, you know, a, a person approach it that way, I don't mean that they would be approaching it. Hmm with in, any kind of um, biblical or, or literary integrity.
1: Mm. Uh, but in, in some ways, I don't, I don't actually care about the literary integrity. I, I care about the fact that they're using this as a framework for their moral um, landscape. So uh, I, don't, I don't want someone to actually treat this stuff with integrity if this is going to determine how you treat other people. I want you to I want you to interpret it as liberally and as kindly as you can
0: so that you don't have the kind of framework that says yes it's okay to treat people like this and call it good that's the worst of all possible outcomes to me okay and, yeah and I guess on the Christian front it's not Jesus is God in the flesh he's our our model uh of of how to behave so yeah that's that's why I take um The good and the bad, something may seem bad, um, but then you need to think about it a little bit more and probe. And we we do have that way to tell. It it goes back to what is the underlying motivation behind the words that they're saying. Um, And we we can judge that. Now, in the case of Jesus, uh, with the isolated context, maybe a good lesson for you is, okay, with a, a written text, we can't adjudicate motives. not even on a balance of probabilities in the same way I can uh, tell from your voice inflection or your facial expression if you're in front of me, if if you're being hateful or not. Um, We have more indicators when I'm I'm with someone talking to them in the flesh, Um, whereas I should be much more cautious when reading a text and just, this sounds hateful to me. Uh, We can't really get the motivations. Maybe that's the lesson that um, we should get, and then we can infer the motivations based on outside reasoning or something like that.
1: Um, okay, so I'll, I will let that uh, cool. be, but I think I think you see the point that I am making, and uh-huh. uh, that maybe something we hash out a little bit more in the comments. So let me let me get I, to my final point, which I, is where your question lives.
0: I will just say this last note. I understand mm-hmm. you. I understand.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, something, that's something that feels a lot like progress. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we should end the podcast here, <laughs> but that would be cowardly, and I think there's a, some more laughter to be had.
0: Well, we this is your favorite. I, I think I I get accused with this, so so yeah, I don't think you want to miss the next your last point
1: yes so my last point is uh i i uh, call it uh, messiah complex <laughs> so uh who does jesus think he is he thinks he's god <laughs> and, and and who do jesus followers think they are well they think that they are messengers of this god apostles almost or prophets in some ways uh, that's how they treat it and so When the Christian tells you that you need to learn about Jesus and that you are swimming in sin and that the end result of your sin is that you're going to burn in hell, they are not doing it as a friend, they are not doing it as a counselor, they're doing it as a, if if you'll allow me to use this term, Jehovah's Witness. They they are doing it as a soldier of Christ. And this is where it goes from uh, tough love to bad shit, crazy. Because you are not a freaking soldier. You're not a prophet. Jesus isn't talking to you. You don't have marching orders from heaven. Get the hell out of my face. You have no right to be there. Tough love, you have no position of love to express to me. I don't care what you think my fate is. It is not up to you to save me from it. Okay, I'll pause there and breathe. you can catch. Oh.
0: Yeah, so I, I think this is basically the same issue with absolutism. It, it hinges on, do we have, is it true or not? Do you know that it's true or not? Um, and Christians, obviously, they would claim to know that it's true. So they have every right but, to but be, you know, I, know, but I am a soldier. You know what's true. That Christianity oh. is true. and okay, that
1: okay, but I do at this point, I just want to be clear for the audience, this point has nothing to do with whether it's true. Except, except I actually don't care. It has to do with
2: whether
0: you have the right to try to fix me. Okay, so my point is, I, I think it, it does hinge on whether it's true or not, because if it's true, I have the right, I am a saint, I am a soldier of Christ, your denials are meaningless. I know that this is true, and given that it's true, I have the right as a saint, to, and an evangelist, and a soldier for Christ, to wage spiritual war, to go out and save souls um so it's so just just so that you all just heard this let's let's dispense with the nonsense of and, love and every this, Christian this is a is saint not just me I'm not special
1: I just, understand that. okay I understand that this is this is not just Dale but Dale expresses out loud what other Christians think in silence and and they think you're not supposed to say that
2: <laughs> why would you so, be
1: ashamed
0: if Christians are saying that shame, shame on you don't be ashamed of the Word of god that yeah go, go ahead sorry david but
2: no no i mean i'm just saying this is this is the
1: real this is this is it unmasked this has this has nothing to do with letting you know uh politely that your hair is on fire this isn't the person next to you on the bus saying uh pardon me uh i just wanted to uh see you were you aware that your hair is on fire this is this is the christian Suiting up in armor, going to war against the devil of which you are a representative. Fuck that
0: guy. Oh, okay. Um, yes, you are a representative, but I, I wasn't meaning it in like, oh, I'm. We're, we're going out to help you. It, it's still loving, like I, even though I'm, I'm a soldier. Help. Sorry. Sorry, didn't,
1: didn't ask for your help. Right. So I'm we swimming, leave. not drowning.
0: Right, so if if you're not open to it, then we shake the dust off our feet and move on.
1: No, we don't you don't. F- you actually try to gather as much power in the halls of power and then legislate um I d do that, we? That I many that so- I, um, Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh,
0: okay, so is is that there are many people that profess to be Christians including I would even think some true Christians that probably do that um, I myself on a political level I the only thing I would take action against is something like abortion I, I think that should be against the law uh, except for the one that one case um, where the, the, the mother's life is in danger or something like that um, but in general. I I don't allow Christianity to interfere with my political views or, or something like that. I, I'm pro gay marriage, even though I think homosexuality is a sin and you shouldn't do it. I am pro- I think the proper Christian response in re- in regards to the state is the state shouldn't get involved. If 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 non-believers want to sin and uh, and get get married, it's not the state's business to say no. We've got to enforce Christian values on. On those people, let let them do it, um, so long as it's not a criminal. A, a, so long as it's not, you know, the so long as there aren't those secular reasons for for imposing a law or restricting behavior or something like that. Um, so so yeah, I, I just don't see what you.
1: Bravo! Bravo!
0: I I've stated this publicly before. Like I've always. Felt this way. So. i was
1: stating it on this show. Okay. So well, on this show, go. I am going to uh, stand up and give you a round of applause. Although I'm not going to get out of the chair or smack right. my hands against each other. It's it's. Uh, Fair enough. It's yeah. Philosophical.
0: I, yeah. I, I think that that Christians that mix up um, mix up, you know, get get think that it's the role of the state to be a Christian state and legislate Christian morality. Um, even to unbelievers is just it, it's wrong it's been a, it's been wrong throughout history and it's caused a lot of problems it's why we have so many fake Christians you know when the Roman Empire switched you think although we had about I think it was like two percent of the Roman population at the time of Constantine was Christian I'll have to recheck the numbers but uh, after Constantine oh we get a huge boost now it's ten percent of the Empire do you think that all those people just had sincere things? No, they wanted. Oh shoot, the political guy in charge is Christian. I'll realign to that so I can get political benefits, and and we get fake Christians because of that. So, yeah, um, that's my my take on that. Um, I don't. There, there you go. So yeah,
1: well, well cool things. Excellent. Um, so I, I agree with you so much on that that I almost lost sight of the fact that I. Disagree with you, and your notion is batshit crazy. Oh shoot! So My let plan me, didn't work. Let me just. Yeah. No. You, no. You did. You did good, though. You really. You, you had me. But. But the fact is, taking it back out of the political uh, mm-hmm. arena for the moment, mm-hmm. uh, of which I am one hundred percent in agreement uh, on, you on, the idea still stands that you and by you I just mean Christians shit also. You know, Believe that they are not just humans in this world doing human things, and so they are—they are not merely trying to save you from an instance of oh, there's a scorpion on your shoulder. I don't know if you saw that or not. They are—they are doing a spiritual battle against demons through you when they evangelize. To you because they think that they are getting marching orders from spirits in another realm. uh, And it is, um, and so they have the right to judge certain of your behavior as uh, sinful and to uh, talk to you about the dire consequences of their imaginary dire consequences. Uh, and this is, this is where the speech, I think, gets classified as hate speech. In your in your particular question, though, so that we don't lose sight of it, mm-hmm. because I think it's an important way to frame this, was, is, is it the same as when a doctor tells you you have cancer? No, no, no. It's not even anywhere close. First of all, uh... When a doctor tells me I have cancer, it will be because I went to that doctor and got an examination by that time. So doctors out on the street, just walking around, going to the pharmacy, going to the play, uh, don't actually have the right to stop me and say, "Hey, looks like you got cancer, buddy." Uh, uh, so, they, can so I, in the first place, no.
0: Uh, can I? Can you correct something? Place, because you okay. Okay. Well, you, you free. That's not what I asked you. I, I was very careful the way I asked it. Right? Like so, doctors do go out of their way to you. you surgeon generals' warnings on every cigarette box. You, they're warning you in advance. You will get cancer if you smoke. Um, you know, you, you're not going
1: to them. We live in America. We have surgeon generals that's, that's the job. We 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 employ that person to do that. They is would it, not be doing their job? If they didn't do it. Is I didn't it long employ to do that, or? a Christian to to look into my soul. So no, not the same thing, not but even it, close. But
0: is it? It's the. It is the exact same thing. Like sure, we have a person you that's you're not that's,
1: hearing me. Not even close to the same thing.
0: Okay, but if if what you're sorry. saying is true, then we shouldn't have people that, whose job it is to tell others what to do. We should just fire this original but we do happening.
1: have people whose job it is to tell them what to do. This this is this is the thing that you're not seeing. Okay, well, God has uh, we, given me the job. And we as a country hire people to do that for us because we have decided that that is an important thing for us. We did not hire you, however, to look after our spiritual being. Didn't do it. You do not have that job. You are delusional thinking that you have that job. That is a delusion. (laughs) You're not a doctor. And and I I don't give a damn what your otherworldly marching orders are. They, They do not apply to me. And the fact that you think they do and that you're some kind of doctor equivalent to actual doctors who go to school to be doctors, uh, who did help people who pay them lots of money to doctoral them, you are shit crazy if you believe that there is even a remote comparison to that. There is not.
0: Sure there is. Dr. William Lane Craig went to school for years to get
1: trained as a theologian doctor. Uh, and, a- and, he, and he should look after your soul if you accept him as a bishop of your soul.
0: I do not. It doesn't matter whether I don't, you... I don't
1: care. No, it does matter. No doctor in the world has the right to march into my house and forcibly give me an examination and repeatedly tell me that I'm going to die.
0: I didn't show choose... Nowhere
1: in the world is that allowed.
0: Okay, well, it's... a. It's, it's, uh, I think most people will see that that's a ridiculous difference to point to. Uh, no, I didn't... it's
1: not. How is that? No, it's not. That's exactly what you're talking about. Just because You I... are not a... First of all, you're not a doctor... You're not Dr. William Lane Craig, but let's just, let's just say that you get there and good luck with that. Um, and I mean that sincerely. So let's so say you get there. You're still not my doctor. <laughs> you're, still, you're, you're still not hired and commissioned to look after me.
0: God is the doctor, and he's the doctor of everyone, whether you want it or well, not. You,
1: I because don't he give created. A damn if God told you to do something to me. That's That's no different than saying God told me to kill that person. God told me to help that person i don't care what god told you to do you don't get to help me because god told you to help me well look I, no so well.
0: no one's no but I, I
1: don't care if god told you to help me you don't get to help you do not have the right to help me
0: right so so the bible recognizes that if you're just not in, like look um back with season one do you, do you remember you were thinking of retiring and you said you've had enough of. Of this, I didn't press the issue. If, if you had said that, that was a, this
1: moment. no, no, but uh, <laughs> but I respect
0: it. it as a Christian, we we do respect your wishes. If you don't, if you just don't want to hear it, I'm not going to force no, David. I'm going to email you every single week, uh, with a little Bible passage until you believe. No, if you if you say leave me alone, I we respect that and we leave you alone. That doesn't mean I, I, I we don't. I don't, uh,
1: you know, there may be some subset of, uh, religious people that do, but those aren't the people, those aren't the problems. I mean, the reason I am a, an activist, is not because of those people.
0: We'll, we'll put it this like, way. You know, we we it, are to actively, man. I think what you're going at, you're going after people that actively go out on a street corner, uh, or something, right? And you there's nothing wrong with that they are called to do that and whoever is interested i mean they, none of them grab you by the neck and say get over here and listen to this bible tract or, or something like that most people just walk right by them and ignore them I, i've witnessed them and at dundas square and stuff like that so I, um yeah like what you're saying would be a problem if someone was just forcing you to hear it um in terms of freedom of speech we are allowed to go out and and you know, preach on a street corner, and whoever is interested can stay and listen. If you're not interested, you're, you're
1: allowed to stand out on a street corner and yell out racial epithets too. Yell uh, what? If, Rachel Epithet- Epithet, epithets. epithets
2: um, Oh, insult? Sure, yeah. Yeah, you're 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 allowed to you're allowed to do that too,
1: but that doesn't stop it from being hate speech. Now you're saying it, you're protected from the accusation of hate speech because you're like a doctor. I'm telling you, you're no, you're nothing like a doctor. You're just a jackass on the street yelling, "You're going to hell!" <laughs>
2: um, right? I mean, that's, not, that's not even that's
1: not even close to a doctor. That's that, a, a, a doctor telling you you have cancer is a doctor is a person doing his job. He's doing what you paid him the three hundred dollars you paid him for your uh, visit. The, the person on the street, his heart is full of something. Whether you call it hate or insanity, I don't know, but it's. He's just yelling out his fantasies to you is that it, has nothing to do with you. So is whether it's it illegal I, or not is, is a yeah. totally different question. Whether it
0: falls it, in this category that I'm talking about, definitely does. It, is it moral for me as a non-doctor to go out and, and teach on a street corner what the Surgeon General's warning is uh, about cigarettes? Is that moral in your opinion?
1: Uh, I think it's stupid. Sure, so I, sure, I moral, wouldn't do it. I don't I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a question of moral, but if you if you have made it your mission for instance to every time someone, you know, lights up a cigarette, you're going to accost them and say, "Hey, hey, have you heard the good news from the certain general? <laughs> smoking smoking is bad, it'll kill you. You should put that out." You're going to get punched in the face a lot. And you should
0: Yeah, um, like obviously in that, I don't. I don't think no. You shouldn't get punched in the face for for doing that. But no, yeah, you really people should. People will say. It, I mean,
1: I would. People I wouldn't do would, the job. People but, would um, say, "Mind your." Someone would do the job for you. <laughs> people <laughs> and it would be well heard. Well,
0: what, what people would say, "Mind your own <laughs> business" or something, right? But I, I've had people come up to me about the environment. They, if you litter on the the ground or something like that, hey, you, you should throw that. Well, this hasn't. Yeah, that never happened to me, but uh, I've seen videos of it, uh, yeah. where people will go it's, up to litter bugs, and uh, that's
1: slightly different. Um, because uh, it's probably funny. no less stupid, but it's slightly different because litter is illegal. Uh, technically, you can uh, citizens arrest someone depending on where you live. Uh, so that that mm-hmm. is in fact a civil offense that is actionable. And so it is proper action to do that. Now, once again, uh,
2: I've, I've, I've actually witnessed a citizen's arrest. Oh, <laughs> I, I was okay. like three people away from it.
1: Uh, it was, uh, I want to say, it was in a bank. Hmm. Um, it was really wild. Um, but and so, it's not a thing I would ever do.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm not, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. But it, as an example, I don't I don't think it works as an example because uh, technically speaking, uh, right. yes, you actually can and, and should
2: and have have um, uh, authorization to approach a person uh, so, who is literate. Yeah. So so put
0: it this way: there, there are ways to approach people, whether it's evangelism in a Christian context or smoking. Evangelism. So uh, my example was: if you want to get out, there are people that do stand up on the street corners and protest vaping, for example. Now that I've, in Toronto we're having a big thing about that. So or in Canada because we're legalizing marijuana. Um, so there are people protesting on both sides, uh, saying this is bad for you, and you know they've they've got their medical arguments and stuff like that. There, there's nothing wrong
1: with sure, that. and I think and I think a lot of that ends up being. Uh, Hate speech. And No, hate I don't hate. think it's bad hate speech. Yeah, not oh, not gosh. against the one vaping, but against the tobacco companies, against the uh, companies that are putting mm. this out. I, by the way, I hate those guys too. I hate them. They kill people. I'm serious. Yeah, the, the tobacco industries have killed more uh, than the most ambitious, serious serial killer. It, it, more than all of the most ambitious serial killers combined and they have done so out of a motivation of greed out of, out of the purest form of evil I can think of you bet I hate them and, and when I speak against the tobacco industry I promise you it comes from a place of pure hate
2: gotcha. and, and yeah, it's, that's good, true.
1: Hate. it's good righteous hate
0: Sure. Yeah. So there, there could be uh, hate in some of these protesters as a motivation, right? So supporting my definition, that that would be hate speech. If if, if you were out there protesting against uh, vaping, and you had in my or against tobacco or something like that, then sure, yeah, that would be you giving hate speech. Um, it's fair enough. Like not
1: Christians do when they're protesting
0: against homosexuality, or condoms, but not or not necessarily, any, right? A number
1: of things. No, well, but it's, it's, it depends so. if
0: they have the motivation so I, I, I personally think from what I've seen that Westboro Baptists are doing hate speech when they say God hates fags um, that's that's there is biblical precedent for that I, I could say God hates sinners because the Bible says that yes. but it's
1: the Sorry, way that they definitely hate speech but the thing is when I was a Christian I just want to put, give you some context mm-hmm. I was in favor of the Westboro Baptist Church and, and I could easily acknowledge that it was hate speech. It was just righteous hate speech.
0: Well, yeah, but there's no such... It depends on what your definition of righteous hate speech is, but there is there is no definition. You can't have righteous hate. Um, you, you can't hate homosexuality. Again, I'm, I'm don't have absolute certainty, but I'm I'm making a fallible judgment based on some of the videos where I've seen, and it does seem to me that they actually have, or at least some of them have a motivation of hatred towards the the people that they're going against. They're not just lovingly saying this is wrong. Yeah, stop well, it. I, but I understood
1: that because I thought that I thought that homosexuals. So I'm, I'm giving people some insight. Into the kind of Christian I was, at least for part of my Christian life. This wasn't true later in my Christian life. Um, so, you know, there, there was a time of development, but certainly part of my Christian life, uh, I would have said that uh, activist homosexuals were very much like the tobacco industry, they were actively uh, trying to destroy society. They're trying to harm people, lure people into uh, an unhealthy lifestyle that was destroying individuals and families and communities. Uh, I absolutely hated them. Uh, and the same would have been true for certain feminists. Um, this, is, this, it, this wasn't me. I mean, I know that people hear this and say, oh, you know, what, what, a, what a terrible person. This, this is a large swath of religion. This is what religion teaches us to do. And, you know, whether whether you personally feel that way or not, you're, you're just got your head in the sand if you think that that's not mainstream religious uh, thought. And in, in the natural result of imbibing this uh, religion, of course it's going to lead to hate speech and hate ideas.
0: I, yeah. Okay. Well, I just don't think it 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 does. It it hasn't, in my experience. You know, the funny thing any, is,
1: walking when I left religion, there was no lingering. There was no leftover sense of, well, but homosexuals are still bad. No. The only reason I ever thought negatively about someone because of their sexual orientation was because of what I thought God thought. Of. Sure. That's it. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm the same. I'm the same way, I saw nothing wrong with it, but now I have divine revelation that tells me it's a sin, oh, okay, it's it's a sin then, it's bad, it's, God commanded it, so it must be bad for you, he, he doesn't just give arbitrary commands, there are always a reason, a uh, justified reason as to why he gives the commands that he does, so whether I understand what what's wrong with it or not, I, yeah, there's, there's it's bad for you. Um, so yeah, that. I I I think I think
1: I think um, you know you stated your case up front simply in about three minutes, and um, I spent, I <laughs> we've had some good conversation. I stated my objection about
2: an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, the the audience might be tempted to think that I spent more time on my objection than you did on your statement, but. Yeah.
0: I didn't really, uh, so I just were, had a simple, yeah, my, my point yes. was really just a simple, po- a, a bite-sized point for you guys to, okay. and, and bear in mind, I didn't do this with podcasts, when I wrote this, there was no SNS podcast, there was just yeah. blogs. so, um,
2: yeah. And,
1: and what, the, what the audience should know is, uh, at the time of this recording, uh, I didn't even begin working on this rebuttal until I got up this morning. So it's not like we've been yeah. we've been hashing this over uh, in great detail for a long time. Last week's discussion, actually, uh, I think it's fair to say we both spent uh, a pretty good deal of time mm-hmm. uh, on on the ideas. And this week's discussion, uh, mostly from an organizational uh, point of view, only came together today. But obviously, these are things that we have. Um, clearly have some thoughts about and have been talking about on and off for a while uh, yeah. so yeah I, th- I think said, it was, I
0: think it was good uh, for that topic for I think it, I do I,
1: I, I do too I think it was a good topic I, I appreciate it I'm glad that we had a chance to pass this over without me having to use it as one of my topics uh, and once again I win. so uh, next week <laughs>
2: Next,
0: I, I'm not even gonna react because I know everyone's gonna. So all the skeptics are ask? gonna say, what "Yeah, D- say? David won." <laughs> just, yeah, just,
1: just keep it moving. Keep it moving. <laughs> uh, next, <laughs> next week, prayer.
0: No. Uh,
1: next week.
0: Do I need to say the
1: ontological <laughs> argument? Correct. A special guest, Tony DiCosta.
0: Woohoo! week
1: I mean, after that prayer?
0: No. <laughs> no, Michael Brown. Correct, yes.
1: The week after that, Michael Brown and various and sundry topics.
0: Yes. After that, prayer. No, it's yeah, going to
2: be no. prayer. Okay. No. no, no, no. <laughs> okay, guys. I don't see it so much, but
0: all right guys uh yeah so, so have 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 a great week everyone and and for the christians listening when, when i said i was i didn't mean i was pro gamers and the fact that i think it's a good thing i, I should clarify that just uh, it's no, not i'm not I saying it's, to leave
2: it like there.
0: yeah well, I, I just want people the christians might oh, misunderstand. So it's, it's the same it's the same stance i have with lying lying should, the government should allow you to lie even though it's
2: Bye. All right, bye-bye.